Hi, I'm Olaomi Brigway, and I began to experience all-round supernatural success in my life when I finally accepted that no matter how hard a person works, they will never rise above the level of thinking. Are you looking for transformation from the inside out? Then join me on the Super Abundant Life podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Super Abundant Life podcast, where we tackle real issues by examining the lives of real people and extracting real life solutions that are rooted in the wisdom of God. This is your host, Olaomi Brigway. Hi, this is Olaomi Brigway and welcome back to the Super Abundant Life podcast. How are you doing? I trust you're well. Mio, hmm, so my daughter is in year 13. Um, she's 17 years old in year 13, which is your, the final year of secondary school uh, slash A-level before you go on to university. So she's been putting together her applications for university and... Um, I think it's starting to hit home that ah, this girl will be gone soon or well not gone gone but for most of the year most of the year <laughs> she's not going to be at all and i'm like oh my god you know it, it hasn't really sunk in yet uh i'm sure it's going to be fine because god always prepares us for these things but um a few days ago my husband and i were talking and he wanted to pull my leg so he was like ah you know, Maxine will be going to university. I said, yes, yeah, so we, we've tried very hard. Well, I have <laughs> to encourage her to stay in London. I say, see all these five, five universities, top universities in London. Why can't you go to one of those ones? She said, no, that she had lived all her life in London. So she wants to study somewhere else, um, which is fair enough. And I don't have a problem with that. In fact, I've been encouraging her to go to wherever she wants to go to. Um, I, I, I never discourage her from doing anything that is in our hearts because I just believe if I'm declaring and we're praying and we're standing on the word of God, that is the one that orders the steps of our children. So it would be hypocritical for me to now be saying, hey, so no, it can't be that one. It's this one. <laughs> Simply because that's what me I want. But anyway, um, I've come to want what she wants as well. So I don't have a problem with it, but it's like, oh my goodness, you know, she won't be at home for most of the year, etc. And then my husband wanted to sort of look for my trouble a little bit. He was like, ah, what if, you know, when she finishes university, she just, you know, gets a job in like Japan or, or Spain or something. And she goes, I said, please don't, don't be speaking. <laughs> don't be releasing those kind of words into the atmosphere. She's coming back home and she will get a job from here. She will work from here, from his, from this house, she will get married. Okay. She'll go to university. Then she'll move back home and she can be taking the train to go and work in London, wherever it is that she gets a job or whatever it is until she gets married okay so <laughs> he was laughing at me and i was laughing at myself because it's not the future is not yet written okay god has written it but he hasn't revealed it yet so for all i know he's right he's right because that girl she's very international in her thinking um she's very international in her thinking and i know that she could literally jet off if anywhere and say okay i'm going to go and live in this country and well i just have to let her go so but it's it's a bit weird i have to admit that it's a bit weird thinking of not having my first daughter at home as in being able to see her every day i've only i've only seen her every day for the last 17 years <laughs> but it's going to be fine it's going to be fine and i'm actually actually excited for her she's quite excited about going on to university and i'm very excited for her as well so welcome to episode 79 i think it's episode 79 god help me I, why do i always mix up the numbers i think it's 79 and today i'm going to be talking about learning to bloom or flourish or prosper right where you are planted so learning to bloom right where you're planted what do i mean by that okay let me give you con some context 
This phrase, um, enjoy where you are on the way to where you're going. It was Joyce Meyer that I first heard use that phrase. I think she had a book or something like that, or, or, or maybe it was a sermon that I heard her preach uh, back at university. And I heard it and it really used to bug me, like, enjoy where you are on the way to where you're going. As in, for me, even the kind of personality that I have, if you listen to this podcast, I've shared so many times that I'm a kind of visionary. I'm always looking ahead. I'm always looking two, three, five, ten years ahead. You know, um, I live, <laughs> I live more in the future than I do in the present, which is, uh, well, you have to, so I, 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 over the years, I've learned to balance it a little bit, but naturally my, my predisposition is to always look ahead as, oh, oh, let's do this. Let's, you know, try and improve this. So always looking ahead into the future which obviously creates a conflict for me because I'm like, I'm bored with this. I mean, let's, 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 why we, why do we have to keep it like this? Let's improve it. Let's do more. Let's expand it. Let's multiply, etc. So you really used to bug me that ex enjoy where you are on the way to where you're going. Cause I'm like, is that even possible? <laughs> like if I, if I don't like where I am, or at least I've identified that this is not somewhere I want to be. There's something better in my future or something better that I can reach out for and I can clearly see where I want to be. How on earth, how on earth can I bring myself to accept where I am, let alone enjoy it or even prosper in it? Because I'm like, let's go, let's go, forget where we are. Let's just keep moving forward, etc. Which obviously can present problems. And I've learned over time that that is not a very good way to live your life. And I'm going to be talking all about that today. Um, but then, you know, it really used to bug me. Uh, then I realized reading the Bible, engaging with the word of God, the Holy Spirit teaching me, etc., observing people's lives, that isn't that what people like Joseph and Abraham and Daniel, David, even Jesus, Paul, and much more. Isn't, isn't that what they did? The Bible talks about the fathers of faith, that they never actually engaged with the promise because the promise was to come later. They didn't actually, so Abraham, for example, lived in tents all his life. Even though God said, I'm giving you Canaan. It was generations after him that actually possessed Canaan. He never actually possessed it. He just lived literally in his own lifetime in tents. So someone like that would literally, you know, if they're like, oh, till I possess Canaan, or till I build permanent structures, I can't be happy. They would have literally blown their brains out. Pardon me, but you know what I mean. As in, they, that you Abraham would have been suicidal. Like all my life, all these years, I lived to be how many years, hundred or something, and I didn't even possess the promise. Like literally, um, I I could see it. I saw it. I engaged with it because the Bible says that he engaged with Jesus. He saw the seed, but in terms of the manifestation of it, the Bible says that they never actually experienced it while on earth. So. How did they do it? How did they do it? Um, and what I, what I began to see was that if, if they did, right, regardless of how far their current situations were from what they desired or even what, or, or even what God showed them, the future, for example, Abraham, like I said, that God showed them, or David that spent all those years uh, in the wilderness, uh, in the caves, running from Saul. Meanwhile, he knew that he was going to be king. How did he do it? How did Joseph do it? How did they still flourish and prosper? Why didn't they just be like, oh, I just hate this. I just hate this. Just God, just come and do something. They went like that. So it began to change the way I was thinking. This was, you know, all the way back in university. I began to realize, ah, uh ah, -uh, he can't just be like, God wants to take me to my new level. So therefore this, oh, current level can just fall down and die as I, I don't care for you very much but unfortunately when we have that kind of attitude i realize that that is when you actually stay the longest in that place right because until you learn to embrace something how can you actually give it up if you haven't possessed something how can you give it up but you know that might sound a bit deep and philosophical but i will explain all that in today's podcast so that's what episode 79 is all about learning to bloom where you are 
right where you are, right where you're, as in this moment in time, if you can identify a situation, if you can identify a location. So sometimes, you know, we're talking about physical location. So I'm in Congo, I'm in Kenya, I'm in United States, wherever you are, it could be location in terms of, I'm in this job at the moment. I'm in this financial situation at the moment, right? God still wants us to prosper. All this idea of hope, 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 when this happens, then that would happen. I don't actually believe from so there's too much evidence in the Bible for me to believe that God just wants us to put our lives on hold and say that, oh, until this happens, then that can happen. I don't believe so. Okay. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today. And I've broken this podcast into two parts. The first part I'm going to be talking about if you want to bloom, right, right where you are planted in your current situation no matter how much you don't want to be there no matter how far away it is from what you actually desire okay it makes no difference and i will show you that that it makes no difference all right i mean compare joseph as a slave in potiphar's house or as a prisoner in a dungeon to his brothers bowing down to him. Yes, he prospered, didn't he? He did. So it doesn't matter what the situation might be and how far away it is from where you actually want to be or what you really desire your life to be, right where you are, as long as it is called today, the Bible says. It says as long as it is called today and you can identify, okay, this is where I am right now, God is saying you can enjoy being there and you can prosper regardless of what that situation is. So the first part is there are three mindset shifts that you need to make to help you begin to enjoy and to blossom where you are. And in the second part, I'm going to be talking about the steps as in practical steps that you can take to actually prosper first of all as you know all right if you listen to this podcast you know as a transformational life coach <laughs> it's not just some fancy title it is literally the way i live my life everything has to start from the inside if you try and start from the outside you reverse the process and you usually only end up in frustration so first of all you need to begin to think differently about your life and your current situation. So those are the three mindsets. And then I will now show you three practical steps that can help you blossom right where you are on the way to where you're going. Nobody's saying that, you know, we should die there. No, God is taking you to higher ground. But while you're still on that lower or middle ground, enjoy it and prosper there. Okay, so... Right. <laughs> the first mindset shift that will help you even accept where you are enough to be able to enjoy it and blossom and flourish, etc., is this. Okay. If you're in a particular place or location or situation, you need to come to the place where you accept with every fiber of your being that it's not a shock to God. God knows you are there. He knows you are there. He's not like, oh my God, you mean this person? Oh, she's 39. She's not married. Oh, how did that happen? Ah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like God is like, oh my God, I'm shocked. Let's do something quick. No, he knows you're there. He knows you're in that situation. He knows that you are in, you know, the job that you consider to be a dead end job. He knows that you want to, you know, relocate to a, a, another country or whatever. God knows where you are. He can locate you exactly where you are. So the comfort that that brings to you is if God knows I'm here and he's with me, he's not waiting for me on the other side. Say, when you are married though, and you know, you're no longer single, then we can continue our conversation and our journey for me to prosper you. I mean, if you say it out loud, it actually now sounds a little bit silly. Now, why should I put my life on hold? Because I'm still single and I'm saying, well, when I get married, when I get married, when it's almost as if you're saying God has gone to your married life and he's waiting for you there and he's saying okay when you're married oh, then we can continue about prospering financially or when you're married oh, then we can do this or when you're married oh, you can no it's like saying god has crossed over no he's right here he's right here with you every step of the way so god knows you are in that situation he knows you're in that location it's not a shock to him he's right there with you and 
the meaning of that is if he's right there with you he has a plan to prosper you right where you are he has a plan to prosper you right where you are um in, in recently uh, last week or two weeks ago one of one of the people that i respect you know the most um i don't know him personally i wish i had it's now impossible maybe in heaven i hope um is mandela you know from reading the story and i'm actually quite ashamed to say that i didn't really take much interest in Mandela's life until he passed away. So I, of course I knew, I grew up hearing about Mandela, freeing Mandela and all those things. And oh, Mandela is free now, oh, Mandela is president now, etc., etc. And all these people used to talk very highly of him, but until he died, I didn't really take that much of an effort to, to learn about his story. But when he died and I remember what really, what first caught my attention about him was there was a series of documentaries that, um, that ran on TV. Uh, they just looped, they just kept running over and over again. And I love history. I love documentaries as in my family are tired of me because <laughs> I can't sit down and watch documentaries of maybe World War II as in for, there was a time when I, I watched like this thing was i think over a hundred hours of footage of world war ii as in when they come in and they see it again they would just roll their eyes as in oh i shake their head like oh, this woman has started again as in i love stuff like that i love history i love learning about what what has been so that was what first of all intrigued me and i just got hooked I was like, oh my God, this man is so amazing. Oh, he's dead. And so I went back after that. I now read uh, A Long Walk to Freedom. All right, A Long Walk to Freedom. And it just blew my mind. If you have not read that book, go and read it. It's his autobiography, right? He, he, he narrated the story. Someone else wrote it for him, but it's literally his story. It's engaging. It is, it is fun to read. Um, if you prefer to listen, I'm pretty sure it's on audible. I don't know, but I, I guess it's on audible, but I read it and I just, I just fell in love with this man as in my God, the story. Do you know what? Do you know? I love that story. It is the point I'm proving here now when he was in prison, that was, even though we'll say her 27 years, they took 27 years of his life. But if you read the way he narrated his story, those were some of the best times of his life. That was when he really grew up. Because before he went into prison, he was just really almost hot-headed. As in, he, he was just like, anyway, anyhow, we must dethrone these white people, etc. We must get them off our, off, off our, let them give us our rights. And he was willing to do almost anything to get it. But then the 27 years that he spent in prison, even though people might look and say, oh, he, he wasted years. So we're not wasted years. He actually became another man. He was transformed. The stillness, even though obviously it was hard, but it was not wasted. I believe God was there with him. God transformed him. He became another man. He became a different person entirely. And it was because of who he became that he was able to lead that reconciliation that, you know, that transitioned them into democracy. Because if he, if he had come out still hot-headed, God knows what would have happened. The, war, the country may have gone into civil war that they may not have even recovered from till today. Do you understand what I'm saying? So God is right there. Even though he was on his way, even though there were not ideal situations, even though he was in prison, but there were still wonderful years of his life because he was being transformed. He was learning how to not allow external circumstances control or dominate his mind. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right? No matter where you are, God's there with you. So how, how dare I put my life on hold as if God has traveled and left me there and said, come and meet me in the future. What I'm showing you in the future when, you know, I'm there already. No, he's right there. And if God is there, then it's inconceivable for me to think he's just passing time. If you understand what I mean. Oh, we're just passing time. It doesn't sound like God, does it? <laughs> There's, I mean, there's nothing God touches that will not, you know, flourish and prosper. So think of it that way. And uh, as I was preparing for this, 
one thing that God impressed on me specifically to mention is the fact that even if it was your mistake that got you in that situation, don't say, oh, it's my mistake. Oh, God is not, it's not true. God is still there. He will still prosper you. He will still, you know, look, look at my own story. For example, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know, my story and it is the fact that what, where my, the story of my life pretty much <laughs> began of my transformation. I was pregnant outside of wedlock. It was not God though, but even in the situation, do you understand? God, God, I, I recognize that God is still with me and he still prospered me, even though quote and unquote, you know, he prospered the child. My child, he prospered my child. He prospered that relationship because he was always there. He never left. He never said, oh, your mistake got you into this. Now go and deal with yourself as a single mother who sent you to go and, to go and do that. And now you're pregnant. Right? Go and Human beings behave like that, but never God. Even if it were your, was your mistake that landed you in that place. Or on the flip side, if it was the direct consequence of people's deliberate actions against you like in joseph if people put you there god is still with you he wants to prosper you and he will prosper you on the way to getting you out of that hole that people threw you into i mean think about it they threw joseph in a pit ready they were about to kill him but even while he was in the pit God was with him and God moved upon his brother, Judah, I think it was, and said, let's not kill him. All right. Let's not kill him. And they sold him. He sold him into slavery or something. He said they sold him into slavery instead. So God was still moving in that situation. He was still orchestrating things. Say, no, you can't kill Joseph because he has a, he has a, there's a destiny waiting for him. Do you understand what I'm saying? The bottom line is no season of your life is ever wasted no season of your life don't allow yourself to come to the point where you could possibly believe that this one we're just passing through i'm just waiting until oh, when the kids are older i'm just waiting until oh i can't just wait to get out of this job when i really have the job i want then this would happen. Oh, when, you know, I, I wish we could, we could do this as a family. I wish we could spend more time together as a family, maybe travel, etc. But there's no money. We don't have enough money. Could, could you possibly, you know, book a holiday? I know that we're not really traveling now, but Corona is not going to last forever. Okay. But can you, can you, can you book a holiday to go to the next town or the seaside and drive to the seaside that's closest to you in your own country? I mean, I, one of the, one of the most beautiful memories of my childhood was when it was not like traveling abroad or any of those big gestures. It was literally my dad. Like on Saturday evening or Sunday evening, I don't remember, where week one, weekend, sir, he would just load all of us into the car and we would drive down to, I think it was a hotel near Barbie, right? I think that's where a hotel is. But anyway, we would drive down to a hotel and we would go and eat three and, and, and drink Chapman. As in, I, I remember vividly, it didn't cost much. It literally just gets in the car and drive down. Every, every, maybe... It wasn't every weekend, but every now and then, my dad just said, let's go and eat suya and drink Chapman. And I loved that. And I still remember, nobody can take those memories away from me. All right? It wasn't like we weren't rolling in money. All right? In that season of my life, I only remember traveling abroad once. Came to London when I was about 10. But even that one, but it was the little things. It was the little things. So God wants to prosper. You don't say, until I have money, I can't do this. Until I have this one, I can't do that. You can still, from what you have, God is right there. And he wants you to enjoy that season. He wants you to flourish in whatever resources that you have that are available to you. God was with Joseph in Potiphar's house. He prospered them, him there. He was with him in prison. He prospered him there. Now, I was saying about mistakes. David and Bathsheba 
clearly that was an illicit relationship they were never meant to be together god never intended for david to go and steal another man's wife but after all the okay i'm sorry i sinned the repentance after all that was over was it not out of that same union that god brought solomon out of then took over from david that god specifically said David, I don't want you to build me a temple. It is your son, Solomon, that will build a temple for me. I mean, it just shows that God is always with us. Even if it's our mistakes that landed us in that place. Okay? So that's the first mindset shift. No matter where you are, no matter what your situation is, it is not a shock to God. He knows you are there and he has a plan to prosper you right there. If you don't believe that, you will just, you will dismiss that situation and you will just literally like, let's just wait until the next season comes. And you will miss out on the fact that God is there and he wants to prosper you. So the second mindset shift leads on from the first one, okay? If you dismiss your current situation and say, we're just waiting until we're married. When I'm married, then, you know, I can really um, do all these things that I've wanted to do. Oh, because I don't really want to do it because I'm single, blah, blah, blah. And all those things. When I'm in my new job, then I can truly, truly, you know, let my skills shine and all those things. Well, this one, they don't appreciate me here. So I'm just going to keep to myself and just do what is required of me and do the bare minimum. All the ideas that I have in my head, I'm going to keep it until I get the new job or until I start my own business blah 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 and all these things that we tend to say to ourselves but the thing is it is easy right for you to long so much for the future you desire that you now despise your current situation and become blind to what god is doing right there you become blind to it because it is not you're not where you want to be like joyce may i said all right you're not enjoying where you are on the way to where you're going you're so much longing you are longing. You are longing. And sometimes we even long for where we came from. Like the Israelites. They were like, oh yeah, we'll take us back to Egypt. He must be better than this wilderness. They just despised the wilderness. They didn't understand that God was right there with them. He was right there with them. There was a purpose for that season. If, if, if I... If I look at my now, my present, and I'm right here, means there's a purpose for it. Even if it's the wickedness of people that put me here, God will still use it somehow to, to mash it together to bring good out of it. So there's always a purpose for it. But if I just keep longing up, I just want to get out of this situation. I just want to get out of here. I just want to get out of here. You will miss out on what God is doing in that current situation the israelites were just they just kept long this i don't want to be here i don't want to be here and they missed out on the lesson that god was trying to teach them in the wilderness which is to come to a place of trust in him he kept you know there's no water they complained when they should have said oh look at what god did by parting Red Sea, we know that he can provide water. They never learned to exercise their own muscles. They just kept, yeah, Moses, yeah, do you understand? They, they kept deferring it until they, you know, they were moving forward, moving forward. They got to the promised land. They never learned the lesson and they did exactly the same thing with the giant and they all perished there. They never moved forward beyond that. Okay. So if we keep just like, oh, when this is better, when this is better, oh, when we have more money, then I can enjoy my marriage. When this is happening, then I can, when my husband is more like this, then I can really, you know, let my guard down, really, you know, accept him and love him. When my children are, you know, like this, then I can really, no, 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 no. There's a purpose for that season and you will be blind to what God is doing. Let me give you a quick example. There's a, there's a friend of mine like it's like a big brother to me i remember years ago <laughs> as in i i keep this story in my head to remind myself that hey you better be careful and when i'm too like in the future in the future i think god i don't want to be here just want to, just transport me <laughs> i just remember his story so he had a job a, you know a good job and all of a sudden i think it was even some something something very silly happened 
and he literally he got fired from his job without warning without warning he's not he's not you know very secure job that was bringing in an income and so on and he made a i think he made a, a small mistake and for some reason the thing was just blown out of pro way out of proportion and he looked he was fired as in things that all, you would do on normal day and like doesn't matter but for some reason on that particular day it just got blown way out of out of proportion and the guy got fired ah but to cut is a long story but to cut the long story short it was in that season so as i was frantically trying to figure it out because obviously the small money they had put to put aside was already getting dipped into to pay mortgage and all this one that, and all that one so the money was going down it wasn't a lot that they had saved but it was in that process of okay what do i do now let me go and apply for jobs blah 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 but god just he just had this sense that don't 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 rush this is not something where you lost your job today and by next week you're going to get a new job he just had that sense that this is not going to be one of those oh praise the lord the mercy of god came and they fired me or oh, i lost this job and before some before i knew it the next week i had a new contract oh my contract expired and before i even finished you know somebody saw my cv he just had a sense that it wasn't going to be one of those kind of things. That this one, oh, relax. There's something that I'm doing here. And do you know what happened? It was in that season that he began to really look at, you know, his finances and financial intelligence. Like, how have I even been living all this? He looked at the fact that he had amassed so much debt on credit cards. And he began to read up. He began to study about how, oh my goodness, you know, I don't have zero financial intelligence. He began to study up on it. And it was in that season that his new business was birthed. Do you understand? The business that was now generating more income than he had ever dreamed of getting in the old job. The business that was getting him to travel all over the world. Do you understand? It was out of that season but if he had been too focused on we have to get another job we have to get another contract and not be sensitive to the fact that god is also here even while i'm looking for the next contract or looking for the next job it's not like god can't bless me again until i have the new contract i'm here with god and he has a plan to still prosper me in the in-between season do you understand what i'm saying that's 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 what i'm saying so don't be so focused on where you are going that you forget that god is here and you could miss out on what he's doing so the third mindset shift is this this is probably the most important one that we don't realize and here it is how you treat your current season is a firm indication of how you would treat the next so if you slack off at this job and you say, well, um, me, I've quickly decided I don't want to be, I don't want to do this job anymore. I want to be a project manager. I don't want to be, um, uh, what I, IT support or whatever. Again, I want to be a project manager. So when I become a project manager, that's when I'm really going to give my all. It's not true because in your current season, what you are doing every day is becoming more and more of a habit and if it's a habit if you keep going to work and your mind is not there half of the time you are surfing the web to to look at project management stuff and trying to read for project management exams and you're not giving your all to the it support work that you currently have or whatever it is and you say no no i'm sure when i when i have that project management job when i have my dream job i'm going to behave like that no it is a habit you are training your mind you are literally giving your mind an instruction to say when we are in this working environment do not concentrate on what is in front of you always go and be reaching out for something that is not yet in your hands so when you finally and if you do okay which is not guaranteed let's say you finally get a project management job when you get there do you know what you may be excited for a month but after that, because you have trained yourself to be to, into the habit of not giving your all to what's in front of you, something else will catch your attention and you will find yourself behaving exactly the same way.
So that's another reason where you shouldn't waste a single moment of your today, of your present, as long as it is called today. Give your all to it because you are building a habit of how you are going to behave. If you say until I get married, then I will not, you know, I won't, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a single person. I don't really need to do investments, you know. You know, when, when we marry my husband and I, then we can do it together. It's a lie. You won't do it. If you're spending all your money now, when you get married, you will spend all your money. Because marriage is not going to automatically change who you are. That's the truth. But if you're doing it now, then you're more likely to do it when you get married or when that new season comes when that new season comes okay right i've heard of people that they they say unless i unless i change location unless i move to a particular place then i can't really prosper then i can't really no 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 because the truth is if you think that way even when you get to that point that mindset will follow you. You don't automatically become another person just because you change location. Do you understand that? So those are the three mindset shifts that will help you begin to bloom and to prosper where you are. So I'm going to run through quickly now three steps. And I'm going to take this from the Bible, Jeremiah 28 and Jeremiah 29. God gave the children of Israel this advice and i've broken it down into three steps right how can you blossom where you are <laughs> on the way to where you're going okay number one number one let me read from jeremiah 28 2 to 4 to give you a bit of, a bit of context on this and a bit of background so the children of Israel had been sinning. They were sinning. God will forgive them. They will sin again. Then they, they, um, the enemy will come and beat them. And they will cry to God again and say, Oh God, help us. And then God will come and deliver them. Then they will forget and go and start serving idols again. Then the enemy will come again. So it was a cycle. It was a cycle. Alright? So after one of, that, one of those are prolonged, as in time, seasons, yes, probably decades, maybe even hundreds of years of worshiping idols and forgetting about God, Babylon came and basically raised Jerusalem to the ground. I think captured the king. And that's when people like uh, Daniel and all those people were captured and, t and taken to Babylon. So Nebuchadnezzar just basically destroyed that place and took them as slaves, killed some, took some as slaves, and that was the end. So that's the context. So while they were there, <laughs> some people, all right, let me, let me, let me even read. Jeremiah 28, 2 says, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, I will remove the yoke of the king of Babylon from your necks. Within two years, I will bring back all the temple treasures that King Nebuchadnezzar carried off to Babylon. And I'll bring back Joachim, son of, uh, son of Joachim. Uh, king of Judah and all the other captives that were taken to Babylon, I will surely break the yoke of the king of Babylon that I, he has put on your necks. I, the Lord, have spoken. <laughs> These were false prophets. They were just basically stirring people up emotionally. They were stirring people up. They were false prophets telling people, prophesying wrongly, that in two years, in two years, God says, I'm going to deliver you in two years. Meanwhile, Guess how many years God had already written that these people need. They need, you know, the amount of time they truly, truly needed for that idol worshipping thing to be removed, for them to be purged of it. God says 70 years. 70, 70. Meanwhile, false prophets, all right? People that like to stir up emotions, feel good, motivational people came and said, hey, it's only two years. What's the point? The first thing is, number one, if you want to flourish, bloom, blossom, where you are currently, which is where you are planted. I don't care. You might say I'm temporarily here. I'm only passing through. I'm, even if you are passing through, you are still there. So you have to think of yourself as I am planted until I'm uprooted and planted somewhere else. As long as it's called today, you are there. You are planted. You if yes okay so here's here's the step here's the first step 
Yes, you should hold on to your beautiful vision of what's coming in the next season of where you want to be. But, but, don't ever allow yourself to write this season off due to unrealistic expectations of timing. Let me explain what I mean. So, like literally with these guys, God said it would take 70 years for your souls to be purged of all these sins, sins, sin, idol, idol, idol. Before all your sins have been paid in full, then I will send you back to Jerusalem. Now, for us, it is not about God waiting for our sins to be paid in full, okay? It is more about what the Bible says, Romans 12, to the renewing of the mind so that you can prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. There are certain things that you believe about yourself. There's a work that the Holy Spirit is doing inside you, okay? He's chipping away certain imaginations and belief systems and strongholds that you have believed about yourself right someone says i see myself becoming a millionaire yes you're going to be a millionaire if you stick with the process that god is taking you through but it might not be tomorrow it might not be tomorrow it might be 10 years before you actually you know th when you see it it's almost as if yes it's going to happen tomorrow it might not be tomorrow in your mind you may be as far away from being a millionaire as can be and god has already looked at it and said with the way you are going it's going to take you about 10 years to really fully enter into that millionaire mindset where the money just boom shows up in your life but you are saying Oh, it's going to be tomorrow. That, that was the difference. God was saying it would take you guys 70 years, almost two generations for all that sin inside to be purged out, for you to be ready to go back to Jerusalem. But they were saying two years and they got it wrong. Now, if they were saying two years and God was saving 70 years, what do you think would happen? They would literally, you know, they wait two years and like, ah, what's going on here? They'll keep waiting. Okay, maybe another one year. Maybe another one year. Okay, I, I, I know for sure it is going to happen in the next six months. And they keep waiting. And they keep waiting. And they keep waiting. Two things are happening. Number one, they are disregarding the growth that is meant to happen in that season. Because they just automatically think at the end of two years it's going to happen. They don't understand that there's actually a growth process that they need to go through in that season for them to go into the new season. So they'll discard all of that. They'll disregard it and just fix their minds firmly on it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But the, the go and take a course. Okay. Oh, I, I, I know. I just know I'm going to get a new job. I just know God has shown me that I'm going to get a new job that's going to pay me six figures or seven figures or eight figures. Right? You just know, and I, I know it's going to happen in the next one month. But in your mind, you the the five <laughs> the five figure self, just is he struggling to keep to hold on to a five figure job? The skills that you're supposed to be developing in that season, you're not even thinking about that. You're just firmly, you're just hoping, you're just you know like it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and you do nothing. <laughs> That's what will happen. So, you know what God said to them? God basically said, these are false prophets. Oh, these are false prophets. It's going to take 70 years. 70 years. 70 years. So, don't, you have to sit down. You have to think of it and say, realistically. Okay? People put off their lives because they, they allow sort of like emotional desire to 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 i don't know for, so for, what am i saying let, let me give a let me let me give let me give a, a practical example let me give it so i i talked about someone um that is waiting to get married so they they they're saying well they're judging it based on their age i say okay I'm, I'm this particular age and i just know that it's going to happen it's going to happen and it will happen that's not what i'm saying i'm saying you're saying you, since you were 31 listen to what i'm saying okay and i can say this because i was there so i'm not judging anybody all right I'm, i didn't marry at 22 i married at 30 what 37 okay here's what i'm saying probably from when you were 27 or 26 we're saying ah this year is going to happen this year is going to happen this year. and then let's say the person is now 37 
and they're still not married. And imagine between 26 and 37, all the ideas, all the plans that they had, if for 10 years, they put it on hold because they keep thinking, oh, is, is this year? Is this year? Is this year? Would they get married? Yes, by the grace of God. But the last 10 years, they haven't moved. You understand what I'm saying? They haven't moved because they misjudged it. They thought it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But you have to sit down and say, and the truth of the matter is you, you can't really say, oh, it's going to be in five years time or it's going to be in one year's time. As much as possible, you want it to happen now. You want it to happen quickly. So the best way to approach it is, even if it is tomorrow, okay? Even if it is tomorrow, how am I spending today? Do you understand? So even if you say, oh, this 2020, I'm going to get married. There are three months left in 2020. So in the three months, what can I use to, to make the most of my single life before I marry? If it, I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. But if you keep putting that and say, oh, I know it's going to be soon. I know it's going to be soon. And then you just put your life on hold. You don't do anything. Then there could be a problem there. There could be a problem there. Honestly, there could, there could be a serious problem there. What do you have currently? I remember a few years ago, there was a friend of mine that wanted to buy a car. And she, she had a particular car in mind. Okay. Which was a high-end top top-end car okay it's not as if she couldn't okay at the point she couldn't really afford it okay she couldn't afford it so and she needed a car so was years ago she needed a car but she could the one she wanted she, at that point she couldn't afford it five years down the line two years maybe even a year down now who knows all right she could have afforded it then but in her current situation she couldn't afford it but she she was like that's the car i want ah, i'm not buying a car that's the car i want and you know i just love this car she had pictures and everything which is good all right you know me i'm a visionary so do all those things but she never bought the, any car and she needed a car she needed, she needed a car but she said no this is i'm not buying i'm not buying any car that is not that car and i was just like you know so one year two years three years we are still waiting to buy this car when you could have literally bought a car that you needed right there and then and then as you grow you can change the car until you get to the one that you want <laughs> in fact i remember a few weeks ago we're in the car the whole family was in the car and i was telling them that the first car that i ever bought with my money all right was in this country when i moved to the uk and it cost me 700 pounds <laughs> this was years ago and everybody just started laughing say ah which kind of car is 700 pounds yeah you know did it have a roof did it have steering wheel they were just like really needling me <laughs> I said, which kind of guys? I said, be laughing, you know, 700 can. That can never give me any trouble. I, I drove it until I, until I think for about a year or two, until, you know, the next one, I, you know, I think probably cost me 3,000 pounds or something. You know, it never gave me a single moment of wahala. Then I, I moved up, changed the car. And since then, you change it, change it, change it. Now, you know, I don't drive a 700 pound car anymore. But imagine i needed it i wanted a car and i believe that the fact that you you use what you have right there and then there's something about it you having experienced it right experience owning a car knowing how to take care of the car do you understand it just there's something it does to you that you can then now move on to the next level but if you keep waiting until oh it has to be a particular kind of car and you're waiting for years until you're able to get that particular kind of car you've basically just you haven't learned anything in that season do you understand if it's 100 100 pounds you have to buy well the probably is on a pound car but you know what i mean <laughs> why not just go for that you say oh i don't want people to see me drive. see that's the thing that's probably the lesson that you are supposed to learn in that season do you understand maybe that's even what god wants to teach you that make do it enjoy where you are use this one and don't care what people think i was driving my 700 pound car with confidence it was a nice car a beautiful car as far as i'm concerned <laughs> beautiful car, 700 pounds okay i drove it it was nice did not give me any problems i was trying to say this 
to that friend of mine that why don't you you can buy this particular one now why not buy that one and then build up to the big one that you want say no 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 this is one i want and do you know she never actually bought that car till today this was years ago years ago years ago because you're supposed to grow another example another example was i remember this was probably my first year of working my first 2004 2004 and then you know you, it was very easy to to buy to buy houses to buy flats based on my salary my salary wasn't a lot at the time so you know again i had another friend she's wet and she was like oh i want to live in you know this particular place buy a flat in this place and our salary at the time could not you could you could not afford it in fact no i remember it was a colleague of mine we worked in the same school the, we, we were on the same level same salary so I, I knew what he was earning i knew what i was earning and he was like oh you know i said let's buy you know if you have an opportunity to buy a flat to put your foot on the property ladder do it now let's do it now and i was like oh no no you know this I, there's a kind of you know area that i want to buy so i'm going to, i'm just going to wait a few years until i can afford uh so after i was saying that i said well you will not come and delay me with your own so me what did i do i went to the area where my money could reach 2004 I, I bought a flat. Do you know that within a year I had bought two flats? As in within a year, the first one I bought had gained equity that I was able to take out to buy a second flat. So when he saw that, they, hey, you have two flats. Even though it was not Kensington, <laughs> it was not the most ideal environment. Do you understand? It wasn't the place, but I, I knew what I was doing. I was building up. Within that one space of one year that I was saying, buy, buy, buy. I already had two properties. When he saw, he said, come, let's sit down. Then he now, I said, how did you? I said, you better go and buy. Then he listened to me and then he went to, till today, even though we lost touch for many years after I left the school, etc. till today, when we talk, he always says, thank you so much because you are the one that forced me to get on the property ladder when me i was still saying oh this is the kind of house i want three bedroom four bedroom in this area he said just buy something start begin to grow okay so that's the thing if you just have this lofty idea and you don't do anything you are going to get you just it just keeps the two god said 70 years they said two years okay the second um links to that okay treat every moment so step two i think i've already talked about that <laughs> but they are linked treat every moment and every resource in your current season as a valuable gift from god to be enjoyed and to be made the most of i've actually used some of the examples from that the only kind of property that i could buy was in a place that was that matched my salary at the time it wasn't the most prestigious of areas it was a one actually it was a two-bed flat but you know it wasn't the most prestigious of areas but i just had this idea that even though it is not where i want to be all right i know what i'm seeing but i've learned that enjoy make the most of where you are on the way to where you are going so this is what God said to them in Jeremiah 29. After he said, you people are deceiving yourselves. If you think I'm just going to wait two years, two years will become four years. Four years will become 10 years. I'm telling you that it's going to take you 70 years. So what did God say? He said, this is what the Lord says to so all the captives exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes and plan to stay plant gardens eat the food to produce marry and have children find spouses for your children so that you may have many grandchildren multiply do not dwindle away that was god's advice to them while you are waiting do something is basically what he was saying don't deceive yourself to say oh it's going to happen okay it's going to happen until then i'm not going to do anything because it's going to happen in a short time you don't know exactly when it's going to happen and that's the truth and we also need to be quite honest with ourselves i mean you have to be honest with yourself so if you know we we believe in this you know quick 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 it's a god of acceleration but what if it doesn't happen in a year so what if it happens in two years 
if, if, if what if it doesn't happen in three months and it happens in two years so you'd have wasted two years because you keep thinking it's going to happen oh next month it'll happen oh next month it'll, it'll happen and the final one is god said to them all right and the this is the last step that god gave him so the second one was listen enjoy your life build multiply make the most of where you are and finally my third step is from what god said to them said to them said and work for the peace and prosperity of the city where i sent you into exile pray to the lord for it for its welfare will determine your welfare god said where you are pray for it to prosper so what's the third step Invest yourself in the peace and prosperity of your current location until the very last moment. Because who you become in that process will serve you in the next season. Joseph in Potiphar's house, he invested himself. He invested the grace and the favor of God upon his life into that man's household and prospered it. He did the same thing in prison. And guess what? It was because he kept doing that that he eventually found himself in the palace. God said, listen to this, pray to the Lord for where you currently are. For the welfare of where you are will determine your welfare in where you are going. So someone says, until I get married, I'm not going to do this. I'm not no 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 enjoy your life as a single person make the most of your single life because where you are your the state the 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 nature of who you become as a result of making the most of your single life is going to serve you when you're married it is not going to be wasted serve in your current job until the very last day when you walk out of that place don't switch off serve if you're in a country and you say i want to re relocate it doesn't matter until you get on the plane and you land in the other airport and you walk in through immigration in the next country where you are listen there are opportunities waiting for you where you currently are god said pray for the peace of where you are Pray for the peace of where you are. Oh, until my children get a bit older, then I will not be able to do certain things. No, 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 no. God is saying, yes, you may have a two-year-old and a three-year-old. You may not be able to have as much time as someone whose children has gone to university. But can you get 30 minutes per day to spend into building that business? He said, don't put it off. Look for where you are to prosper. In this stage of your life said put everything you can into the prosperity of the current stage of your life because it will serve you in the next stage that's what God was telling them he said don't just think this is Babylon this is Babylon we don't want to be here God is taking us back to Jerusalem we're going to Jerusalem so Babylon if Babylon you know falls into ruins it was our own no he said the welfare of Babylon would determine your own welfare. So the welfare or the prosperity of your current state, where you are as you are now, as, in, as, as long as it's called today, would determine your welfare where you're going. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? That's what God wants us to do. So look around you and say, what can I do as I am now? Even though my mind is fixed and I know where God is taking me, but in this current space, what can I do to prosper this stage of my life, this season of my life? What can I do? What can I do? Because in doing that, in doing that, what you're actually doing is prospering where you're going. You understand? What you're really, really doing is investing in where you're going. So there really is no excuse not to bloom right where you're planted. No matter what you're going through, you're going through a difficult situation, you can prosper and bloom. You're going through a difficult patch in your marriage, it doesn't matter. You can prosper because God is there. And where God is, 
it means that there's potential for you to bloom in that situation you are looking for a child you don't have a child yet listen before you a child comes and takes up all your time and all your attention how can you bloom how can you invest in your life as it is do you understand as someone that doesn't yet have a child what can you do yeah you have children and you say until they leave no why your children are in the house what can you do so there's no excuse fix your eyes on where you're going but remember god calls us to also prosper wherever we are we never see anywhere in the bible where god will say do you know what let's just write off this season let's just write it off because you're going okay let's just write it off paul while he was in prison imprisoned in rome he wrote the letters that we are reading today two-thirds of the bible do you understand what if he had said okay when god releases me then i can continue my evangelical whatever he was the most productive as an evangelist when he was in prison in that season because he looked around and said yes there's coming a time where i may be free but right now god is here god wants to do something spectacular in this particular season if you begin to look at life like that honestly you will never waste another moment or resource of your life you will never look at what you have in your hands and disdain it and say it's not enough i don't want this i want to be there and as a result of that you just like forget you to stop being grateful you start being you know complaining about everything and complaining forgetting that because you are here right now it, it must mean something it's all part of the plan that's what i've come to share with you <laughs> today i hope that has helped you i hope that has helped you i always love to hear feedback so please 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 reach out to me and tell me if this has helped you in any way or if you have questions or if you have things that you want to challenge and say no i don't agree <laughs> I want to hear it all okay um you can reach out to me on instagram by the way do you follow me on instagram do you follow me on linkedin or connect with me on linkedin i look forward to be to be to be able to connect with you on instagram or linkedin both i use my name allow me breakway so search for me on instagram search for me on linkedin and let's connect until next time this is allow me bye Hey, before you go, do me a favor. If you've enjoyed today's podcast or any of the ones that you've listened to, can you please share with friends, family and colleagues? Thanks.